0: Welcome to the Stuff and Junk Show. We share our opinions on random subjects interesting news, social topics, pop culture, our likes and dislikes, Since you've seen, heard, or read what we did and what we do. You know, stuff and junk. Hello, my name is Albert. And this is John May. And for this episode, since it's just me and John May, I figured we'll just cover some more um, film discourse, because what else is new? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so... Uh, the Super Mario Brothers movie came out over the weekend mm-hmm. or over the Easter the five-day Easter Day weekend and, Boy, and the
1: 40 minutes I, I saw of it was really good. Yeah. I enjoyed it a lot.
0: And First <laughs> and uh made lots of money, made lots of money. Yes. It it blew past my prediction of how much it's gonna make, which is unfortunate because I wanted my prediction. I should have made a, a broader stroke on the prediction range, because my prediction was one of was 95 to 105, which would have been pretty high for an animated movie. Uh, but nope. Uh, the three-day weekend itself was one forty-six, and then the uh, the five-day weekend was like,
1: what was it like three hundred something? Two hundred. Yeah, I think I'm talking about domestic only, right? Yeah, domestic only. Yeah, to, domestic. I think the total, including Wednesday, Wednesday to this Monday, I think it's like
0: two something, right? Two or four or something.
1: But the three-day weekend was only one forty-six.
0: Yeah, yeah. Totally. yeah so uh, yeah. I lost that prediction. But point is, is that despite the fact that it had an A Cinema score, which is pretty good. Most of the audience pretty much like it, as the cinema score indicates mm-hmm. that. Um, once again, the critics seems to be disconnected with the main audience. Mm-hmm. And I really think, they I understand critics have a right to their own opinion, mm-hmm. but they're not doing themselves any favors. Mm. I, I feel like if they know they're not the type of critic who would review this kind of movie, maybe they shouldn't.
1: They've got to diversify the, what do you call it? Uh, the people that review stuff and stuff like that. You know yeah. what I mean? It goes back to what Brie Larson said. Like, hey, I don't need old white dudes telling me how I should feel about, you know, uh, what's her name? What she, What example was she using? She was using the Ava DuVernay movie, right? She's right. like using that example. So, like, hey, you know what I mean? And I feel the same way. You know what I mean? Hey, I don't need no, old white dude telling me whether is a good movie or not and stuff like that. Me personally? Like uh, like this is this is one of my other another podcast. I only saw the first forty minutes of it because uh, I fire alarm. I couldn't see the first 40. the first forty I, <clears throat> I thought I thought it was, I thought it was really really good. You know what I mean? Do I think it's great? Do I think it's telling an interesting story? Do I think it? Well, there's a major issues with it. Yes, but just based on the animation itself, it's just, it's just gorgeous. It's absolutely breathtakingly gorgeous. The colors, the, the world, the world and stuff like that. It, it's, it's great. You know what I mean? Like I said, is it, is, it, is, it, is it Citizen Kane? No, but it's a good movie. Yeah,
0: yeah uh, most most of the critics who gave it a bad review are pretty much saying that it's all fluff and sugar and mm-hmm. and all their video game references only seem to be catered to video gamers or mm-hmm. those who are familiar with the characters and the world sure. that they are, which is fair. But the thing is, though, is that I think we're now at the era of, of uh, TV and movie audience who want to see their video games reenacted on screen the way it is there's no yeah. more of this like let's try and make it more realistic let's try and make it more logical like mm-hmm. people nowadays don't care they just yeah. want to see what they like put on screen yeah. right
1: and also also i would i would also add like hey if you're a reviewer like you're an old white guy like i said who, who's never played a video game not even like atari back in the day would never played super mario Bros. back in the day you, you know, know what but the thing is, there are things you can look in this movie that you can sort of like gravitate towards, you know what I mean? Or you, you can feel uh, 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 something relatable, you know what I mean? And what I and that's why I said the animation is gorgeous, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Because you don't you know, like I said, if you, you've never Super Mario Bros. in life, you've seen other animated movies, right? You, know, you can that could be a point of comparison, you know what I mean? The way they animate this, uh, just like within their, its own studio, Illumination animated this, right? If you look at some of the past animation, it's not some; it's kind of like. Secret Life of Pets, it's kind of gross. You know, not that very visually good looking. But this one is actually pretty stunning. You know what I mean? Very three dimensional, very kind of like texture and stuff like that. There's a you know what I mean so you can you can just mention that, right? That's that counts as something, especially movies are a visual medium, right? Right. So why can't you mention that?
0: You know? No, it's true. I mean, you mentioned Secret Life of Pets. The first one aged a little bit and shows the Shrek movies, but the sequel for Secret Life of Pets too looks pretty good too. You know There's a sequel to? Yeah, there's a sequel. <laughs> I didn't know I hated that first one. <laughs> the, the, the sequel that didn't do that well either. But the Oh, sequel, I hate, oh
1: wait the second one I hated. But I the hate visual the both. visual for the second
0: it. one was 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 ranked it was braced up pretty well. So so they all we'll tell, the,
1: which one was the Harrison Ford one? That's the second one. Oh that that was almost terrible.
0: Yeah, yeah. But yeah, go ahead. Right. I mean I liked it myself, but whatever. But the the point is is that that the yeah, in an animation standboard, they do need to give it credit, but they do. They give it credit for the animation. They just don't give you credit for the narrative and the plot and all that stuff, yeah. right? And which is a flip from Puss in Boots, uh, the, the most recent Puss in Boots, uh, what was it called again? Subtitle? Uh, Last Wish. The Last Wish. Okay, so so that one, the a lot of critics loved it because it's a really good movie, first off. Yes. Um, they loved it because the story is actually kind of adult, right? Yes. It, it's, very, it's catered for, for mostly adults. Maybe I would argue it's not catered for kids at all. Mm-hmm. And But their complaint that I saw was that they did not like the animation style. That's insane. That's insane because the That's animation insane. style is amazing, right? <laughs> and so did, did, did they expect every animation style to look like a Disney Pixar? Like, that can't be what it is. That's
1: one of those instances where the, you literally get both. You get like an exceptional story with, you know, real weighty uh, life or death, you know, existential kind of crisis and, you know, who... You know what? What I've done with my life. You know that sort of story, and also gorgeous animation. You get bo- best of both worlds. So I don't know what you can complain about. Yeah. You
0: know so, but I mean? because said in this case, they look past what they didn't like about the animation. They still gave it yes. a high score anyway because so, the yeah. plot worked for them yeah. as older fifty year old uh, critics or whatever, right? Uh-huh. But for this one, they're not able to uh-huh. let it slide that the, the, uh-huh. the plot isn't exactly for them. Uh-huh. And that seems a little bit like they're using. They're not being. As objective as they're supposed yeah. to be.
1: Yeah. And also, I just want to mention, too, on top of all this, uh, the part, just uh, start uh, star, uh, Mario Brothers discourse. And stuff like that. Uh, again, I didn't finish the movie, but from what I can tell from the first 10, 15 minutes of the movie, the, the movie itself is not exactly aiming for a high minded plot, a lot of character. You know what I mean? It's like, you know what I mean? I, I go I go to that dinner scene with all the Mario Brothers family and stuff like that. You know what I mean? It's just a, it's a very simple, like, hey, two sons. F- family uh, is disappointed in the two brothers, blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? It's not like, it's it's not going for anything more than that. You know what I mean? Right. You, you used uh, Push the boots as an example. I would use, actually, uh, the other Chris Pratt animated movie, uh, uh Lego. You know what I mean? Uh, the Lego movie also had a very high, uh, what do you call it, uh, attempt at uh, story and uh, telling something about storytelling. You know what I mean? About oh, a person's worth, blah, 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 blah. And Brothers doesn't even aim, aim for it. So why are you blaming him, the, the movie, for something that's not even aiming for you know what I mean there's no there's no ambition like I guess him him for having no ambition I but but still well, the movie the, the story is what the story is you know what I mean
0: well I mean so. I, I mean you only saw the first 40 minutes but, yeah. but like you said the theme of the movie is the Mario brothers are the underdogs and by the end of the movie they they go above their underdog ranking and succeed right very, yeah, simple te- very simple very simple simple stuff very simple very simple team the kids can really have- Lego same thing too you know Chris, yeah. Chris Chris. Pat's character was an underdog character yeah. who had the end seeds, right
1: here Here. Here we go a spoiler alert spoiler alert for Mario but, but I'm not kind of spoiling it at the same time exactly. because I haven't seen the end of it but I'm guessing at the end of the movie uh, correct me if I'm wrong Albert and that will be the spoiler part. They somehow go back to the, the Brooklyn world, and somehow they, they 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 fix the pipe and stuff like that. They their they, heroes. They get the keys to the city. The parents, the father, particularly, are proud of them. Now, is that is that what happens at the end of the movie?
0: Well, not so many words, not so many words, but I mean, roughly like that, either. more or less. So
1: the ending ties up to that first dinner scene with the 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 with the, the Mario family, as far as like the emotional arc of it. So yeah, you know, what I mean, again, it's not it's not again the ambition of the movie is not that high level it's not is it, not pushing lot yeah but, but know, the, the, the point of the matter is yeah. the
0: point the matters is it doesn't have to be yeah sometimes right a, a fun it's movie good. can be a fun movie it, it yeah. doesn't have to be high bar it can be low bar and still yeah. be fun and critics for whatever reason they can't look past that a lot of them mm-hmm. I consider myself somewhat of a critic because I had I had a website mm-hmm. that does reviews but I like to think that I'm a lot more uh I'm a lot more up open that I'm subjective about what I watch. Mm-hmm. But I also want to be fair to the movie itself.
1: You like, should always be, you should always judge a movie sort of by its own ambition. You know what I mean? And then, again, if the ambition is low, if it feels being over, okay, that's fine. That's up to each person to decide. But, like I said, it's up to an old individual movie in, in, in some way. I'll I'll give you a recent example where, hey, the the movie had low ambitions, but also but still didn't land all the emotional beats, and also didn't tie up together in the third act. And that's Shazam, a Fury of the God. That's a bad movie. It attempts to do some emotional stuff at the beginning, sets it up, and does it land all those planes at the, at the in the third act? No, no, terrible. It's it, it, it was cheesy, it was bad. But you know, that's a movie where I understand like bad reviews and bad criticism and stuff like that they attempted something very low and it didn't land any of it and stuff like that it didn't land any of the beats at the, at the end of the movie so yeah but as far as Super Mario Bros again I haven't finished the movie and stuff I'll go back and finish it at some point but uh, from what I can tell it, it's, 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 it's it, again it's not It's just it's it's not, even, it's not even rated PG-13 right it's a G-rated movie right yeah I believe it's so it's a G-rated yeah it's a G-rated movie it's, it's an hour and 30 minutes you know it's not that big a deal yeah,
0: um, I, I myself who saw the whole movie. um, had a lot of fun I'll, watching it. And I,
1: also, oh, sorry, real quick. I will give a thumbs up for this movie just based on the animation. I also give a thumbs up for the incredible uh, Jack Black performance that I saw. You know what I mean? That's yeah. it. And also, everybody talks about how great Jack Black is. That's, that's basic. But also, don't forget, Keanu michael Keel is also terrific at toe, as Toad too. He's wonderful.
0: Yeah, you know what I mean, mean? I kind of wish he went, he, he went for the... The classic toad voice that you know, it talks like this, you know, kind of thing. But but I, yeah, I guess they wanted they wanted to tone it down a bit. But whatever. Um, but but the point, my point is still, and our point is still. I think critics do need to look past their hubris of being intellectuals or whatever, which I can understand why did they they are the way they are because they went to school regarding about writing and filmmaking and whatnot. I understand, but they do need to. Just accept that there are some movies that are just made to be for fun, and I will give one huge example of what that might be: John Wick Four, right? One would argue John Wick Four is a very, very simple movie, right? That's it doesn't reach for the stars in terms of like, like like what what it's about because you go to watch it for the action sequences. It gives you the action sequences in spades, but if you look at the plot, the plot doesn't need to be necessarily need to be two two hours and forty seven minutes. You know, but yeah. you go there to watch the action. It, it's fun, and mm-hmm. the plot is really simple. And some many illogical things happen in John Wick Four, like yeah. like a video game. John Wick Four is like a video game, yeah. and yet critics are able to look past that because they're having fun because it caters to their sensibilities. Yeah.
1: Here's the thing: when you judge a movie, when you enter a, uh, a movie, and stuff, I've mentioned this a lot of times. When you mention a, enter a movie, you have to judge it against its sort of genre. It's kind of a, it's kind of a, it's 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 lame, you know what I mean? Just like when you enter go to a fast food restaurant, you don't you don't compare McDonald's hamburger to like a gourmet hamburger you, you get at Beverly Hills, you know what I mean? You have to kind of like, hey, know the price point. Look what you get look what you're getting into. It also reminds me of a, a very famous uh uh question and answer that Roger Ebert did you know, in, in his newspaper article. Somebody asked him, "Hey, you gave Godfather three like two and a half stars, and then you gave." This other movie, I forgot what the other movie was, like Little Big League or some some other, some fluff family movie, like three stars. She said, oh, or, or are you saying that this fluff movie is three stars, so it's better than the two and a half star Godfather 3? And she said, no, absolutely not. It's just like he's judging Godfather 2 based on, you know, I mean, I'm sorry, Godfather 3 based on the other Godfathers that he's seen and stuff like that, the other dramas and stuff like that, the other, you know things that's kind of in its in its warehouse you know what i mean and the little big league movie whatever it's the family movie he's trying kind of judging against that you know what i mean so you don't go in into every movie with the same sort of barometer you have to be flexible you have to be you know you have to be malleable to what's what's happening on screen and what's going you know what you know about the, the genre the movie, the ambitions you know what i mean so i hope that helps
0: i i i think the critics are also saying about murder Brothers, it's not completely a four-quadrant movie Right, mm-hmm. it, it doesn't cater to everybody, and the kind of want to be the critics in their sensibilities want to also be catered. But the thing is, though, like, it can't always be about you, people. It can't yeah. always be about you. You know, I'm not gonna watch like a highly Christian movie and say, "Oh, I didn't like it because he was like obviously overly Christian." No, I wouldn't go to the movie in the first place. I mean, yeah. come on, right? <laughs> and for the, and for the record, I actually do like some Christian movies, except like. Sometimes they're too much. But then that's a personal choice. I'm not gonna hold it against the movie. It's doing its job, essentially, right? So so it does it does seem like there is once again, the critics can't look past themselves and it just yeah. makes them look bad once again. And they need to stop doing
1: that. I also should mention that uh, we're creating a very much a strong man argument. We're saying the critic, you know, in quotes and stuff like that, or the man or the what you know what I mean? Right. right. I, I, of course it's it's kind of a straw man argument we're arguing about. I'm sure the individual critics of course are are, are not like this. You know yeah. what I mean? Uh, I, I actually I, acknowledge
0: that. Um, I I believe it's something like like fifty uh not fifty forty four percent the critics liked uh Super Mario Bros. the movie right something like that mm. yeah so yeah yeah so yeah
1: but yeah I don't want give I don't want give I won't give individual, individual critics like the benefit of that just saying, like I said we, we don't want to do a complete straw of thing you know it was, but yeah yeah but, yeah um, we're talking about the. The the old, old stuffy whiteheads, the old people that work still for newspapers, magazines, the New Yorkers of it all, you know what I mean? So yeah.
0: Um you mentioned you mentioned Shazam too. Um mm-hmm. David F. Sandberg was actually on Twitter recently and he kinda <laughs> had to defend the movie. I mean I mean he directed it, right? Uh there there was Well somebody has to. <laughs> <laughs> somebody well, I mean the most of the cast were. But I mean I liked the movie more or less. You know, I didn't love the movie, but I liked it.
1: I liked it less. Okay. It's actually, it's actually, more or less, it's less. Yeah.
0: Okay. But anyways, uh, somebody was like calling him out for something about how, how why why are you not like setting up this movie like it's a like it has to be uh, like a continuation of something or blah 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 blah, mm-hmm. right? And and he essentially said, and I'm gonna go ahead and uh, quote him on this. As I click on the link, uh, he goes here. Um, well, I'm not the writer. But there wasn't really a plan for a sequel when we did the first film. We just focused on doing the best standalone film we could, which I think is the right way to do it. I'm especially not a fan of movies that seemingly exist, mostly to set up sequels. Mm-hmm. Um your opinion on that? Why do you
1: agree to do a sequel? I mean why do you agree to do this movie then? Because he thought he thought he thought it was a good movie. Did he really though? Does he really? Oh, this is one of those things. I've I've read some of his stuff, you know, posts and stuff. I'm like, I'm I'm really interested to see what he feels about it when he's once a few years from now. You know what I mean? Like, 10, 10 years from now, like because just judging by the movie by itself, it does it does seem like he 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 didn't want to make this movie. Like, he, there's no story, especially when he could when they realized they couldn't use the natural uh, enemy. I mean, the act the the natural uh what do you call it, call protagonist uh, uh Black Adam. You know what I mean? It's like, I don't, I just, I don't know. It's just, it's just like, I don't, I, I just overall, it's a very general vibe, I guess. Like, I, it's just like, I don't think he wanted to be there and stuff like that. You know what I mean? I'm not saying he's a liar or anything like that, or he's like, he's being disingenuous. I guess he's kind of mis- just, just, it's just like, I don't, it just doesn't seem like anybody had a story or there's, even if they had a story, the story wasn't ready and stuff. So
0: anyway. I mean, I mean, that, that's, not, that's not the point of this topic here, but what yeah. I'm saying but, is uh, that he's saying that, that. That there's too many movies now. They're making movies just to be part of a franchise. Okay, because, yeah, that
1: part of it, it's like I, I, don't, I don't, I don't want to say that. Other than, I
0: mean, well, the I, thing, yeah. is, the thing is, though, is, I can understand his his point of view on that, and I don't, mm-hmm. I don't disagree. I mean, I like it when a movie can stand on its own, and you don't have to see other movies to go a lot I with know. it, right? But at the same time, he is doing a sequel to his first movie, which mm-hmm. in itself kind of contradicts that, yeah. right? And also, he
1: he's. He knows what, what 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 Shazam is, right? It's a comic book movie, and, he, and since 2008 it was the first Avenger, was the first Iron Man movie. This is this is the game. It's a dominant form of what do you call it, pop culture in our time. And if he agrees to do a Shazam movie in the first place, actually, the very first one, he he must have known at some point a sequel would have been talked or been expected. You know what I mean? Like I don't know, I don't know. I, yeah, I don't understand the point. But you know, it, of, of, of that,
0: it, it does go along with the whole superhero genre that we have nine like movies, right? DC, you do have movies that are supposed to stand on their own. Like uh, like 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 James Gunn's uh uh The Suicide Squad, right? That that one can kind of stand on its own, besides it, it the fact that it's kind of spawned for something else, besides the fact. Uh but they do have DC movies that are like clearly part of a franchise, the Ciderverse or whatnot. MCU. The MCU is heavily criticized for being nothing but a setup for another movie, right? But when they do like make a standalone movie, like like for example the uh, Turtles, they don't like it. You know, it's like like you can't have it both ways. Star Wars, yeah. The, the the original people may not believe this, but the original Star Wars trilogy were set up uh, not as a trilogy. When he made the first movie, he wasn't sure he was gonna have a trilogy or not, and every movie was written as it goes. He has ideas, but that's all it was. The sequel trilogies was is heavily criticized. For not having a broad vision. That's because, wasn't the not
1: Just going back to Davis S. Sandberg himself, didn't does, he work in the Annabelle movie? That's, that's that's why he got his first break, right? Right. Annabelle Annabelle itself is part of a larger. I know it has sequels. Is it I Annabelle? Correct, but no, wait, I think it's Annabelle, right? The doll thing, right? No, no. It's part of, Was it Annabelle? Hmm. I think it's Annabelle. You, you have Google in front of you. But my point is, it's part of the larger, like James Wong uh, horror universe, right? So, you know. I, and the thing is, I hold on. Let me just backtrack a little. Bit. I totally understand where he's coming from. Like, hey, I also don't believe like every movie has to be like part of a setup another the movie. It doesn't have to be a lot bigger thing. It could just stand on its own. But you can pick projects that 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 what do you call it? that circumvent that? You know what I mean? It's just like you know, you know what I mean. Just get work somewhere. Like when 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 what's his name? I'll give you. I'll give you like I'll stick in the same sort of genre. Well, what's his name? Uh, well, shoot, no, I forgot his name. The guy who did the first Doctor Strange movie. Oh, okay, that guy. Yeah, when that guy uh, had a disagreement with Marvel over Doctor Strange 2, he left and he made Black Phone. You know what I mean? Which is, which, to me, that's a perfect template for, or roadmap for what David S. Sandberg, you know what I mean? He did, he did, uh, Suzanne for first, uh, DC. If he didn't want to do a second one, he could just do what that guy did. Just do black phone. That, that thing is not going to lead to more black phone movies. That's not part of a bigger universe. Right. You know what I mean? There are, and that's a low budget thing, which you can kind of go to, you know what I mean? You don't have to go, you know, if he wants to have low risk as far as like, you know, budget and stuff like that. You know what I mean? So yeah, I don't, I don't understand what, the, going back, yeah, I understand his point. But if, if 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 you look if you look at the Shazam movies though the
0: first Shazam although it has ties to a wider franchise it does stand on its own it is what it, it is right it can work on its own the second one is only connected to the first one you don't really see the rest of the of the world even though they exist right i think that's yeah. what it means like it it shouldn't be it shouldn't be like like a mystery box thing where you leave things open for other yeah. Franchise. I,
1: I I understand that, but also I also believe like the first when this first Shazam movie come out, oh, two thousand and eighteen or something like that four years. That's special. well, yeah. That was well within like, hey, the the MCU was 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 like at high. That's DC after a few movies. he can't he can't be completely blindsided by the fact that oh oh no, people are expecting a sequel or like you know I think once you sign on a doctor that dotted line like Shazam. You know what I mean? I'm going to direct Shazam. There's some sort of expectation. And I know what he's saying. At the time, he might focus on clearly on trying to make the best Shazam movie he can. You know what I mean? But I'm sure, but that's not how movie making works. And at that time, you know what but, I mean. But I at think, that studio, you know but, what I mean. But so. I
0: feel like you can you can have it both ways. Because if you, if you look at the end of Shazam too, not counting the credits after credits, whatever, it does end. The story starts at the beginning and it ends at the end, right? It doesn't. You don't need to continue on if you don't want to. And I think people are criticizing, like, why don't you leave it open for more Sazam? It's like, well, you don't have to. It stands on its own. And I don't disagree with that. It's kind of like, uh, if you compare The Force Awakens with The Last Jedi, The Force Awakens literally ends with a to-be-continued, right? Well, The Last Jedi ends with the end,
1: right? So... Uh, Honestly, going back to where you where you said, I think I, I, the word you used, uh, he's being just. I think he's being disingenuous. I think mean, he's just being deliberately naive or obtuse and stuff like that. I don't, I, don't, I don't understand. All
0: right, well, Literally. either either way, he has publicly said he's done with superheroes movies for now. Yes, oh, I read yes. that too. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Which um, also is kind of a, which is also kind of a, again. I I don't want to bust the guy's balls too much because I've 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 watched some of his YouTube stuff. He's a very interesting filmmaker. He's he's you you sent me that link where he broke down like how he how he directed a certain scene in Shazam, right? Oh, right on YouTube right, right. It's very interesting. It's very fascinating and stuff. But But I, I know the tweet you're talking about as far like, he's done with this genre. He, he said it right after the weekend, like, it kind of tanked. It kind, mm-hmm. it kind of seemed kind of childish. Like, oh, oh, nobody likes me. Nobody likes the movie. I'm going to take my ball and go home. I, I, also, he said, I was, I was going to be done with it anyway. It's like, you know, he it seems kind of like, it's just, like, bad vibes. You know what it, kind of like I mean? I mean,
0: it, it could be all emotions. That's fair. Yeah
1: right also the guy is also i don't know why i don't get no what i don't get to it that, that part. Of it, but yeah all right it's, it's a whole thing well like uh, it's a, i guess hopefully he does what the, the oh, god damn i still can't remember the the uh, dr strange guy's director uh director D- scott derrickson scott derrickson just do what scott derrickson does you know what i mean just go back to horror low budget a twenty four, whatever it is or what's other the the bomb house, house right yeah just go
0: to bomb house well I it. believe so, that that is what he's good he said he says he missed good he missed doing horror movies anyway so he's gonna go back to that
1: I also that shows too in the, in the movie too because he puts he puts a lot of horror elements in, in the Shazam movies and stuff like that he clearly that's his affinity for so just keep doing that right and I'll
0: end I'll end with this story because you mentioned uh, Roger Ebert earlier mm-hmm. um, somebody on Twitter shared this video from many years ago for mm-hmm. a screening of. Better luck tomorrow at Sunday yes, yeah. mm-hmm. did you did you you watched of course. you, you watch better Luck tomorrow right okay yeah. so what people don't know uh, better luck tomorrow is a movie about Asian Americans who kind of mm-hmm. go down a path of like of of thievery and and deception and whatnot He's- basically they, they're they kind of ended up becoming part of the criminal element. Mm-hmm. I again, I guess, based on this video, was that somebody in, in the in the in the audience asked the question because this is in Sundance, asked a question mm-hmm. to the panel or whatever, like if they feel like it's irresponsible for them to make a movie about Asian Americans doing bad things, and and shouldn't they be more mm-hmm. ris- aware that they should like they're making they're making Asian Americans look bad, right? Mm-hmm. Now in the in this video, which is linked in the show notes, Roger Ebert. Pretty much, essentially said, they can do whatever they want. They don't have to cater yeah. to everybody's ideals of what certain people should be. Asian Americans can be good guys or bad guys. It doesn't matter if that's what they want to do. That's what they want to do. Leave them alone. He mm-hmm. does that kind of a thing. Yeah, Roger your man? He's yeah. he's still the man. He's still the man.
1: Yeah, this, I, I remember when this happened. This was this was a thing like when this when it happened, like what 20, thirty years ago? What, what, not twenty years ago. Somebody, yeah, it was, it was a big I, think, I believe it was but like twenty something years ago. Yeah. Yeah, and since then, uh, Justin uh, Lin, yeah, uh, the director of it, he mentioned looking at this is after like, uh, Rogers Ebert's passing and stuff like that. He says he 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 he, he obviously remembered this incident. He he remembered because when it happened, he was. She was just stunned. You know what I mean? He just couldn't speak. That like, this, this, this other guy was just kind of yelling at him, telling him what to do and stuff. And he was so grateful for Roger for for standing up to him when he was like sort of shocking. But this is like his first movie, The Sundance. Mm. He was also very young at the time and stuff. So he really appreciated it. And that's number one. Number two, this is back when this, this, we didn't have the words for it, but the language now we would use like the, 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 sh, the, the shitty uh, white guy was saying, Hey, uh, why can't you, why can't you, uh, they're putting the Asian people in a, uh, what is it? perfect minority position uh what's that what's that expression yeah for minority right or something like that ideal minority or something like that you know what i mean oh yeah, yeah we,
0: right you know what i'm saying the, so, mo- yeah. the model so, minority
1: my, there you go Damn, thank you the model minority position, something like that so yeah so it, you it, know we're looking back on it we, we, we could we could we could have a better ideal like what, what was going on but yeah at the time brother really stepped up and really did, did a great job
0: yeah it, it, it seemed like the person who asked the question was being performative. Look at me. I'm defending Asian Americans because Right, but
1: we're actually yeah, not yeah. but it's
0: like the opposite of what he's actually doing.
1: Yeah, this is something we talked about a lot. So the, the 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 liberal that's kind of like hey I'm for black people, I'm for minority. Look at me. Look at me. You know what I mean? Exactly, but yeah exactly. but what they're the really doing putting uh, again putting minority sort of in a different kind of different kind of box and stuff like that. You know what I mean? So yeah. Yep. Well there you go. Oh it was also the ten year anniversary yeah. of Roger Ebert's passing so thank you for mentioning that. Shout right. out to Roger Ebert. There we go.
0: Well, there we go, folks. Um, Film film discourse, especially on Twitter. Thanks for listening. My name is Albert. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at albert 5 5
1: You can find me on Twitter as well, J-I-A-M-I-G-L-O-U.
0: Music has been provided by Gloomy June. Contact info, ways to support us, and everything else is on the show notes found on com. Before we go, let's give our six listeners some recommendations for this week. Jamek.
1: I'm going to make three comedy recommendations and they're kind of like, They're like in different boxes, like depending on what your mood. The first one is kind of the most basic one. Uh, Animal Control. Have you been watching Animal Control on Hulu? It's technically on Fox, but it's Animal Control. I have not. Yeah, do you do do you like watching like comedies, like nothing comedies, like during lunch or like during dinner and stuff like that? Because that's the kind of thing for for, that's the kind of mood you 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 need to be in to watch Animal Control. It's 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 passable. It's fine, but it's like one of those things where you have kind of have in the background, you just folding laundry, eating lunch, and stuff like that. Animal Control starring Joe McHale. Okay. You know what I mean? It's like a, a samba comedy. It's fine. I I, mean, I read
0: an article about how they did like a, a community callback in one episode and like, I I gotta appreciate oh, that.
1: If they did, I, I might have missed it. But yeah, it, it seems like this they shoot this in Seattle. I think it's just one of the things like Joe McHale wanted to be closer to his home because he's from Seattle. So but yeah, it's fine. And like I said, if you're eating lunch or you're eating dinner, just watch it. The next one is Jerry Girls, D E R R Y Girls on Netflix. It's one of those BBC comedies where they make like three, six a, a year. All of them on, on Netflix. Dairy Girls. It's a It has an edge. It's black comedy. It takes place in the nineties, like Catholic schoolgirls going into uh, going to school in Ireland in the nineties. So it's one of those things where, like, hey, there's a terrorist attack. Oh, you're gonna miss school. You know what I mean? That's you know that kind of comedy. You know what I mean? It's kind of a dark comedy. Girls using F words, that sort of thing. So Dairy Girls on Netflix. Okay. And the and the last one is. I'm starting to watch is uh, what's called My Uncle. No, no, Uncle from Another World. Ah, uh, yes. Love that. Have you seen this? Oh,
0: I've I been, mean, I recommended it. Did I recommend it? Oh, oh, well, I actually this a while back.
1: Oh, the number, yeah. It, 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 I started watching the first two episodes. Yeah, it's one of those things where if you're like me and Albert, it's like kind of late uh, Generation X kind of a company. Yes, there yes. were a lot of callbacks to like, uh, what do you call it, video games and stuff like, yeah. that, stuff <laughs> like that. Anyway, listen to uh, Albert's recommendation. Uncle from Another World, not Netflix. It's it's. I saw the first episode. It's it's. I find it amusing.
0: Oh, it's I mean. it's 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 hella fun. It's one it's one of my favorite anime from last year. And,
1: yeah, uh, yeah. It's, just, it's 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 really good. And also speaking of anime, just FYI, I recommended Spy Family. But when it first came out, I fight, I, yeah. I saw the first two episodes, and then I sort of went. I stopped because I wanted to bank some. I just forgot about it because it's super TV. And then I recently went back. and binge watched the other the balance twenty two episode, and it's fantastic. It's it's a great great TV show. I love. Spy
0: Family on Hulu. So yeah. Yeah, it's uh for listeners that's actually yeah, that's the not, not name Spy X Family. But I know, I, I don't know any, think, okay. I don't know anybody that calls
1: it Spy X Family. So. I know. Yeah, don't be don't be like that. Don't be like Albert. Don't be a nerd. Spy, <laughs> yeah. family, Spy Family, Spy
0: Family. You can watch family it on, on Hulu or Crunchyroll. Yeah. So, yeah.
1: An, and also they're getting a second season late, later this year. They also get a movie later this yep. year. It's fantastic. I just love Spy, Spy Family so much. Spy X Family.
0: And there's even like there's even like uh like a Spy Family musical in Japan.
1: I don't know. Like, I, almost, I, I almost, I almost, forgive them for being someone uh, for, for having an imperial empire, just based on the anime and stuff and the movies. God bless the Japanese. Ah. Okay. What, what? What happened? Right. What, what did
0: I say? As for my recommendation, um, if you if you were following Star Wars Celebration during that time, they released the teaser trailer for Ahsoka, the TV show. All right? <sighs> okay. Now a lot of people are are. The, I'm I'm assuming here a lot of the, a lot of the general audience who see this Ahsoka trailer assume that oh it's a spin-off from the Mandalorian, mm-hmm. no it's not okay yeah. in all pur- in all sense of purpose Ahsoka Ahsoka is gonna be Star Wars Rebels season five right. okay yeah. so if you have not seen Star Wars Rebels my recommendation is catch up watch Star Wars Rebels there are four seasons yes. it's my yep. favorite Star Wars out of all Star Wars and Ahsoka follows that storyline so if you if you don't want to be lost. Watch Star Wars Rebels. That's we're what I'm getting
1: saying. the band, we're getting the band back together. Is what we're saying. We're getting the back, absolutely. So,
0: yeah. Like, 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 like. There are some people who think that oh, they're finally gonna have Tron in Star Wars. No, Tron no. has already been in Star Wars. There he was in Star Wars Rebels. Okay. So watch Star Wars Same Rebels boy, before the The actor
1: who played him in Rebels is coming back for the TV show. Exactly. He's back, baby.
0: He's back. He is back. And then if you want an Easter egg of, of not an Easter egg, if you want extra credits about the whole thing, because it uh you can read. You can read the Heir to the Empire uh, right. books from Timothy Zand, which is where Tron was introduced. Um, and if you don't want to read, there's a graphic novel that's actually based on it. You can just read that if you, gets, if you want to. So there we go. But yeah, my recommendation is watch Star Wars Rebels before you watch Ahsoka. Because I don't want to hear people bitching about like, wait, who the hell is this character? And what the hell are they talking about? Well, you need to watch Star Wars Rebels because it's essentially Star Wars Rebels Season 5.
1: Okay, And putting that aside, that's a great recommendation. So put that aside. How do you feel about the trailer? Because I have a bad feeling about this. May, I think it. I think I'm starting to get spoiled by the fact it's been a few months now. I think I'm being spoiled by the fact that Andor was so great as far as its production value, its look, and stuff like that. Because there's something a little bit cheesy and a little bit uh, off-brand about this over the Solo trailer. Uh, am really? I am I being crazy, or do you got the same vibe?
0: I, I don't have the same vibe. I, I'm excited okay. for it. I'm absolutely excited. For it. Okay, and a part of it is okay. because and a part of it is because it's Star Wars Rebels season five. Sure, of course, yeah. <laughs> so yeah so I am excited for a soda but watch tower drums.
1: alright All right. fair
0: enough alright this was episode 655 of the Stuff and Junk show thanks for joining us until next time this podcast has been a Who with Works Why production